You know from your own buying habits, when it comes to purchasing products, seeing is believing. We all love to touch and play before we buy, just to make sure that things fit our requirements and do what they say on the tin. When we don't get the comfort that we need, we leave. Sale lost. With so many different ways to deliver demonstrations, finding the most effective option at the right point in the sales process can be overwhelming. So in today's episode, we dive into the sales cycle and look at how to create the right type of demo for the right point in the buyer journey. I'll be joined by Noam Horenchik from Walnut and we'll hear how his career as a pre-sales engineer has taught him how to build the perfect demo. So let's get the show started. Hi there, and welcome to the Authentic Marketing Podcast in association with Demodia. I'm your host, Simon Harvey, and joining me today is my co-host, Daniel Kleber. Hi there, Daniel. Hi, Simon, and hello, listeners. So it's been a frustrating week for me, Daniel, this week, I must say. Why is that then? So for our listeners out there, I've been trying to purchase a new learning management system for us here. And there's so many platforms out there. There's loads of them out there. And I must admit, Daniel, I'm becoming a bit of an expert now. Oh. Anyhow, um, I'm one of those people um, that likes to learn about stuff by trying things out for myself. I hate having sales reps and people push me to buy something that I'm not ready to commit to. I know that feeling too. I'm with you there. So I think I finally got us down to a short list of companies and I've started going through the process of trying to understand a bit more about the details of how these products work. I'll tell you what, the trouble is there's just such a different mix of ways that all these websites and companies go about delivering demos. And I've got to be honest with you, I'm finding it really difficult to work with. I can't work out what half of them do and that's the ones that actually even bother giving me a demo. Yeah, I can completely understand you there. I've seen so many companies that just dive straight into all the features of their product within their web page and videos. And others don't give a demo at all. They just link it to a form to request a demo. To be honest, I just get confused. Yeah, that's certainly a problem. Uh, yeah, I won't name the company here as well, but just the, the thing that's frustrated me most, the worst experience that I've had with a company was one of those companies that actually had a really quite good looking website. Yeah, it was clearly presented and it did get across the point. In fact, I even got to the stage that I clicked on the book a demo link and I filled in my details, you know, gave them all the info that they asked for inside there. But then having put aside 30 minutes to learn about their product, I turned up to a Zoom session. And you guess what? I didn't get a demo at all. It was just a call that was run by a really junior assistant and they basically just sat down and ran me through a whole set of basic qualification questions. I'm afraid that after that I was so fed up after 15 minutes I made my excuses and left. Yeah, you know, it's just a, a real waste of time, a real waste of my time and his. Yeah, you know, they could have learned so much about my interests from other places. I was there for a demonstration of the product and I must admit they they lost a serious prospect through that. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's a waste of everyone's time when expectations aren't clearly set and you don't get what you were hoping for. It reminds me of a conversation that I had with one of our other consultants only last week. She was telling me about the experiences she has had recently with schools. Her kids are just about to start primary school and they are currently looking around for schools in their area. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember those days. Yeah, thankfully, that's long gone now. Yeah, she was saying that they've been to a few open evenings with the schools and a couple really stuck out. At the first school, she said that all the parents were huddled into the school hall and then they were bombarded with presentations from the head teacher and other stuff telling them about how great the school was. They sound very familiar. I got to have sat through half a dozen of those in the past too. The trouble with those is that you can never remember one school from the next. You just get them all mixed up. They're all so similar. Yeah, she was saying the same thing too. In fact, the one they are going with is the one that really showed them how the school actually worked. She said that before they got there, all parents were sent an email with a short video introducing the school. Then for the open evening, instead of death by PowerPoint, all the parents were split into small groups and taken into classrooms. They were then given a 10-minute lesson by a teacher before another teacher came in and gave them another 10-minute lesson on something different. Instead of just telling them how great the school was, the parents were given a real experience of what life at the school was like. What a great idea. Yeah, I think I would have made the same choice as her, to be honest there. And that's really what a good demonstration's about, too. It's about giving the right type of information at the right time, you know, showing how something works in the right way. I guess the video introduced the school and the high-level concepts. Then they had a real experience of what the classroom was like that they're going to take away and remember. That's very clever. Hats off to the head teacher or whoever came up with that concept. But, you know, that's the thing. Demos really are crucial in the sales process. and Most companies include something on their website. The problem is also that most of those demos confuse more than they convince. You know, they present the wrong information at the wrong time. So earlier this week, I had the opportunity to sit down and speak with one of our partners, Noam Perenzik from Walnut. And we talked about the different ways that listeners can demonstrate their products at different places in the sales process. I think you'll really enjoy this interview and pick up a lot from it. Hi there, Noam. It's an absolute pleasure to have you here today. Thanks very much for joining us. Um, before we start, maybe, perhaps you can tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and uh, what you do. Yeah, of course. I'm Noam Hoenchik. I'm uh, born and raised in Israel, living in San Francisco for eight years now. I was a solution engineer, solution architect for probably 10 years uh, before moving into this partnership role at a company that sells demo uh, software for demos and software that helps SEs become better. It was an interesting and uh, natural transition. So the idea is that I was always in like B2B marketing and sales tech. Uh, my whole career has been around like either demoing as a solution engineer or now as a partnership professional working with companies that want to improve how they demo their product. Solution engineer is one of the best ways to go. That's my background yep. as well, originally mm -hmm. coming in through that side of things. <laughs> yep. I love it because I think the, the, the nice thing about a solution engineer is that like it is part business, part product. Uh, mm -hmm. So it's a very unique role where you have to be technical enough to understand the product really well so that you can, you know, improvise if you need to or just like be creative, but also have that, you know, sales and marketing mindset, um, which is I, I like that combination. I think it's a great combination. So during the podcast today, we've been talking a lot about different ways of doing demos. Uh, and I know I talk a lot with our customers about three main types of demos that we tend to see. So the first of these... I talk about is this education stage demo. You know, this is a general information demo when visitors are just browsing around. They're just trying to understand more about the problem, I guess, that they're trying to solve. 
Uh, the second of these demos fits nicely into the consideration stage of the sales cycle. Uh, this is what I call the product overview demo. Yeah, this is the one where they have a specific problem that they've identified and now they're looking to try and find a solution to it. You know, they're looking for the product that could potentially help them solve that. And then the final one that I talk to our customers about is this decision stage demo uh, or the product interest demo. This is the one where they now know what they want. You know, they've identified one or a couple of products that they think are going to solve their problem. And now they want to see the solution that's going to solve their specific problem. So they're looking for more details about their specific challenge and how that particular product solve those problems. So from your perspective, Noam, I'd like to know some of your thoughts on this and, you know, how you see the journey working and what people want. So maybe we can start at the beginning and look at the start of the journey and you can tell me you know, from your side, what are people looking for when they visit a company's website for the first time? Yeah, uh, I think people need to realize that people go on the website and there's like X amount of seconds usually. It's probably not in minutes where you have to, you know, hook them and like make them engage with your website. Because the problem with a lot of websites these days is that they're just SEO machines. I still see on a lot of websites, first of all, I see those like generic videos that just, you know, make no sense anymore. I remember mm -hmm. seeing like going on a website and then like the first frame was like the man walking on the moon, like the, the footprint on the moon. I was like, yeah. immediately, two seconds in, I know I'm not going to get anything out of that video. Like it's going to mm -hmm. be just like, you know, a vision, generic thing. Like I came with a specific problem. I want to know if you can help me solve X. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. If you talk to me about like the vision where the company is going in footprint on the moon, it's just not going to solve what I'm looking for. Um, but if you have a demo that's 20 minutes, someone will click play and they see it's 20 minutes. They're like, oh God, hell no. I just came with my very specific problem. But mm -hmm. if you let them, you know, understand that very specific problem, how you solve that specific problem with an interactive demo, obviously I'm biased, but like with an interactive demo with like, <laughs> choose your own adventure, like, hey, yeah. what's your problem? Click here, click here. Okay, here's how it's going to look like in our platform. But other methods can work too. Like you can have a great video just saying like, hey, if this is your problem, here's how solution uh, solves it. But I think just the fact that make it very targeted and try to help them get what they want in a, a minute or less. Right? I think that mm -hmm. could be like a, a good rule of thumb. Like, can I come with a problem to your website and in a minute or less understand, will this solve it? Yes or no? Yeah, I think that's great advice for our listeners, Name, Think about what the problem is and then use a very short demo of less than a minute or around a minute to show how they solve that. Yeah, I really think you hit the nail on the head with that one. So now we've got people onto the website and they know that we can help them to solve their basic problem. The next step of the process is to introduce them to our product as a solution to this. So this is the point uh, where people want to start to see the product. You know, they want to see what it can do. So, Noam, as you mentioned earlier, one way to do this is using video. So, you know, something like Loom or Camtasia, a screen cam perhaps. So one of those things that shows a presenter doing a demo of the product. So you mentioned, though, interactive demos. Uh, and that sparked my interest. Is is that something that you'd recommend using at this point in the sales process? Or is that too early? Yeah, th that's a great question. I think, I think interactivity as a whole, throughout the whole funnel, is just something that needs to be adopted by more and more companies just to, you know, make sure that they're aligning with the new wave of buyers, right? Like, uh, the new wave of buyers is going to be millennials and Gen Z. 
What people don't realize is that Gen Z, people think there are babies, <laughs> but Gen Z uh, technically starts in 97. So Gen wow. Zers can yeah. be 26 years old and 26 year old people could be founders, could be, you know, VP levels at companies like they have, they're now in the workforce and in the decision making world. Uh, and mm-hmm. But they think very differently than us. They're used to everything being uh, very engaging, very interactive, very immediate. Also, all their B2C experience has been around that. Like, uh, you know, everything is on demand. Everything is very, uh, you know, reachable and you, you can touch things and you can try them out. And then B2B has to do that. So I think interactivity as a whole has to be throughout the entire funnel. Where mm-hmm. do you put each asset? That kind of depends on the product and you know, which companies you sell to. I feel like you have to show some sort of uh, teaser of your product as early as possible. And again, there's a lot of people saying like, hey, I don't want to lead with features and I don't want, I I get that and I agree with that. You shouldn't be on your demo on your website saying like, hey, here's this feature, you click here, you click here, you click here. The the idea is to use the interactivity to tell a story while Mm -hmm. people are walking through that uh, experience. Right, so it's not like hey, click here, click here. It's like hey, here's how we solve use case X with our product, and so here's the, your pain point. Here's where you go in our product to solve that pain point. Right, so you're telling a story, a story that actually matters for them of how you're going to solve their pain. But instead of just using static things like a deck or a screenshot, you're using a way to engage them in an interactive way. Right, mm-hmm. so it's not like they're sitting back and watching a video. Because then you're static, right? You're literally sitting back watching a video. And you can't do that if you're interacting with a product. You have to lean forward, literally, <laughs> like physically yeah. lean forward and do stuff which just makes you more engaged and makes you more, uh, you know, you're going to soak more of the information that way than if you just watch the video for three minutes. Um, mm-hmm. So I think you have to introduce that on the website. I think you have to do things like bite-sized that's just how people consume information these days. If you see a video that's, or if you see anything that's more than two, three minutes, you're like, Ugh, I don't really want to do that. But I mm-hmm. think there's room for all the different ways. Yeah, I completely agree. It's not a one size fits all thing for definite. But I think the point you made about the difference between video and something interactive is, is absolutely right. When it's interactive, you can't just lean back. If companies offer interactive demos at this point in the sales process, then people have to be awake in order to operate them. It's much more like a choose your own adventure type of thing. Exactly. And, and, and like based on this conversation now, like you asked me in the beginning, like when should people use different things? Now, after we've talked for a couple of minutes, like I can, I, I actually have a better answer to that where it's like, if you don't know who that person is, if it's like anonymous on your website, use whatever. We still think interactive demos work well, but you can use a video because those analytics are not tied to an individual. So mm-hmm. it won't help you with the next uh, levels of the, the sales cycle from you as a rep of like, hey, that person, I don't know who that person is. <laughs> it's an anonymous visit. So if mm-hmm. it's still, when it's still in anonymous stages, use whatever works best for your target audience. And again, testing is super easy with these things. Once you actually know, like once they fill out a form or you have other tools, you know, giving you the information about who these people are individually so that when you talk to them later or when you email them later, you know that it's this person, it's this email address. That's why I think the benefits of interactive demo are huge because of the mm-hmm. analytics, right? Because that's where the analytics are actually actionable because when I talk to that person, I'm like, hey, you went through this, you didn't go through that versus the more generic video stuff. So... Moving on to the last part of the sales process, we've talked about education and consideration 
um, now we're at that decision point. You know, we're at the point where they're looking for more information on their specific solutions. Uh, and I think people are really wanting to see how your product is able to not just solve the general problem, but more specifically solve their own problems. So at this point, they tend to have their own use cases in mind and they're going to want to see stuff that relates directly to their company. So I guess rightfully at this point, this is where many companies want to bring in a salesperson, an SE, whatever you want to call that in your business and get them involved in the meeting and start more personal conversations. But thinking about ways that this experience could be optimized, though, uh, I talked in my introduction to this session about an experience that I'd had recently where I booked a meeting and, and then spent the whole of my, let's call it, demo session getting spammed with qualification questions when really what I wanted to see was a product. No, so to you, what are your thoughts on something like that? You know, how can companies optimize this part of the demo process and make it more interesting, make it a much better experience for prospects and make sure they get the information that they need? So you, you might still want an SE on a call being able to demo. And a lot of mm -hmm. organizations still have that. Like, okay, we need an SE on every demo. And then, you know, just SEs, first of all, they're expensive. Uh, and just they get burned out by just doing the same demos. They're like, you know, mm -hmm. I'm better than this. <laughs> That's what SE is like. I'm better than just doing this exact same thing every time. Like, you've been mm -hmm. an SE. You know the frustrations yep, that do. like all SEs have to <laughs> deal with. Um, I, so I think just making sure that you're using their time better. But also one thing you said is like, I'm saying like let's use interactive demos to flip it. So instead of booking a meeting to show a demo, you can use a demo to book a meeting, right? Because, and that like goes to the, the more old school where you're like, oh yeah, book a demo and then you get all that, like that long form. Uh, and then, you know, you're basically trying to get them into a meeting to show them a demo. That's basically what everyone's trying to do. Mm -hmm. If they already saw a demo and you have the analytics for it, then the next meeting will just be so much better because you can, the AE can get like, oh, now I have a meeting scheduled with Acme. Let's look at what they saw. Okay, they saw this demo. They had three flows in it. They have the flow for this persona, the flow for this persona, and they went through the whole flow for this one and didn't even touch that one. Or they can even communicate it. They can even like comment on it and say, okay, what is this? What is that? So you come to the next meeting and instead of a generic demo, you can actually get right to the point of like, okay, I saw you were interested in this. I saw you weren't interested in this, so we're not going to talk about it. And you're just, you know, it's it's a much better experience for everyone, right? Because mm -hmm. no one has to run a generic demo and just like, you know, say the same things over and over. And the buyer doesn't have to listen to stuff they don't care about because their interaction, which was on their terms and did not result in any, you didn't have to put any resources from the company side. Mm -hmm. Their engagement with whatever they were doing in that platform influences the next parts of the funnel. And mm -hmm. as buyers, you just see them. They love it. They're like, oh, wow, Like, how did you know that? Oh, you engaged with my demo and you did this, this, and that. So we'll just talk about this and we'll dive deeper into that. They're like, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, you just saved me 30 minutes of boring you know, questions and a generic demo. And we're just like diving right into this. And then if you're looking at KPIs, that's just like a you know, their higher chance of converting to a customer Faster sales cycles because you don't have to go all around like, oh, do you care about this? Do you care about this? You know what they care about based on their engagement. And honestly, just everyone wins. <laughs> everyone mm -hmm. has a better experience. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I wish more companies would listen to your advice. I really do. Not only would it save them money, but it's just a better experience for the customer overall. And that's what we should all care about most. Absolutely. So, Noam, I think we're drawing to the end of our time now. 
I know we could go on talking for another hour or so if we had the time. I'd just like to say thanks very much for joining us today. Um, it's been great to hear your thoughts and great to have you on the show. Thanks very much. Of course. Thanks, Simon. Appreciate it. And uh, thanks for everyone that was listening. That was a fantastic conversation. It's always great talking with Noam and I usually come out with something new that I'd never thought about before. I don't know about you, but I think the nugget for me today was in relation to interactivity. Um, I think we've all dozed off watching YouTube demonstrations. So to me, it makes complete sense that when visitors are empowered to run the demonstrations themselves, then they're going to be much more invested and absorbed more in the messages that you're feeding them. I'd really recommend listening to that interview a couple of times as there's lots of great advice in there. Noam, thank you so much for joining us and hopefully maybe you'll join us again sometime. So, if you're having problems creating demonstrations that capture your audience and keep them engaged, or you need somebody to help you write a demo script and capture that perfect demonstration, then you can hire an authentic engagement coach. Just go to demodia.com and you can hire a coach that will show you how to increase the effectiveness of your product demos and they'll give you an easier way to grow your business. So listeners, at the end of each episode, I like to give you a set of concrete actions. These are the practical steps from today's episode that you can take to immediately improve your sales and marketing. So in our conversation today, we talked about the three stages of demonstrations. There was the general information or education stage demo, you know, the one where they're just browsing and trying to understand a bit about what the problem is that you help them solve. There was the product overview or the consideration stage demo where they know that they've got a problem and now they were looking for a solution for it. And there was the product interest or decision stage demo. This was the one where they've now got a good idea of what you want to do and they want to see how their preferred solution will solve the specific problem that they've got. So for your action today, I want you to go to your website and I want you to look at the demos that you're using on the site. And I want you to ask yourself whether or not they're being used correctly within the journey that your visitors would experience. So by that, I mean that if the first demo, for example, on your homepage goes to something that shows product features and details, then maybe you want to consider replacing it with something more general that explains the overall problem that you're solving. Or, uh, for example, on your product pages, if you've just got screenshots, then I want you to think about how you might include a video or even better, as Noam said, something more interactive that lets people feel for themselves how your product works uh, before they click on that book a demo link. To put that into Noam's words, instead of booking a meeting to show them a demo, use a demo to book a meeting. I don't think I could say that any better myself. When you provide the right type of demonstration at the right place in the sales process, you'll give your customers what they want and close sales faster. That's all for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Authentic Marketing Podcast, where we help you to create a sales and marketing plan that will get you new customers and grow your business. Follow us and rate us wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to join us on LinkedIn. We love to hear what you want to know and how we're helping your brand succeed. See you next time.